This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with the First United Bank Pirate Podcast with Chip Darden. Chip, you're a popular guy this week because your game this week, every game's a big game. You have to start from scratch on Monday, but for whatever reason, Lubbock Cooper and Wichita Falls Rider seems to move the needle a little bit more for people, and I know it does for you and your, your players as well. And I've asked you this before, but why, besides playing nine times in four years now, why is this such a, a fun, entertaining rivalry game now? Yeah, well, uh, I'm more popular and we're more popular after a win. It's funny how that works, <laughs> yes, too. But, uh, so nice, nice to get back on the winning side of it. But I come out and talk to you whether you win or lose. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, no, I, I think the Ryder deal, they're just a great program. Like, you look back at their history of, a, of the program, even before – I was around. Um, my dad was actually, uh, he's going to do the color for our, our radio broadcast this week, and he was talking about some old old guys that he knew from Ryder back, new names from back in the late 60s, early 70s when they were really good. Anyway, you just you just go back to their history. And then uh, Coach Garfield, who people know around here, mm-hmm. um, when he was the head coach, they had JT Barrett and TJ Basher and just, just some talent and won a whole lot of football games. And then recently, you know, they've been to the regional finals at least four years in a row and state semifinals two of those four years. So um, I think that's what makes it fun. Um, and we talked about this week, whether it was them or anybody else, uh, number two team in the state coming to town in, in my recent – and I didn't, I didn't research just crazy long and, and try to go back into the archives, but I don't ever remember a number two team in the state coming to our place. Uh, we, we played Stephenville – there when they were number one, but not not here at our place. So I, that that just adds to it. I mean, that's um, it's a reflection of their program. Uh, we always say that some of the early season rankings are a reflection of the season that you had the year before, and I think it it shows how good they were they have been. And um, so just a neat opportunity. Also, I think they're like you said nine times. Are we know each other? Are the coaching staffs? So we know what we're going to do, and there, there's no secrets and. It kind of makes it fun, you know. It's it's going to be who can execute, who can who can play physical football, and um, it just seems like every there's, there's been the rare occasion that it wasn't just a knockdown drag out. I think maybe one time every other game that we've played out of these these eight have been just amazing games. It's going to sound weird, but you could almost I don't know if freer is the right word. You don't have to worry about playing them again yeah. this year. They're, you're all on different levels. Can you do some different things knowing because you guys know each other so well? Can you – I'm not going to ask you to give away any space, right. but are there th- ways you can approach this game a little bit differently because you're not trying to completely hide everything from right. it until next year? I guess. Yeah, and that that's a, a great point. Um, and, you know, the deal is we've been playing them second game in district. Like it, it, there, There's still stuff so – you know, you, you're trying to win every game. You're not necessarily going, oh, this will be really good. Let's save it. But, you know, maybe you get into a game and you get a two-touchdown lead and you go, okay, now let's let's don't show this because right. if we end up playing them again, I, I think I think you – yeah, you avoid some of that. It's here's the game plan. Here's what we're going to do. Um, we don't – yeah, we don't have to worry about them seeing it and then, and then practicing it for the next time. So, um it, it'll make it fun, but I also think that you know the reverse of that is 
both teams might be a little more vanilla than they would because it's not it, it doesn't count towards playoffs or anything like that. So yeah, I think you can see both sides. You mentioned the word fun. Players are going to have fun regardless. Can coaches breathe a little bit easier this week against them? Like you said, you want to win every game, but there's not just that. It's, it's, you know, it's not a district game, so you don't have to just come out yeah. tight. Can you kind of relax and just realize we're, co- we're coaching against the number two team in the state? Let's go have a ball. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I think there's definitely that. And I think you could tell with, like, my conversations with Coach Bindle this week when we talk, like, there's a little less tension about it. Right. You know, you're, you're a little more apt to – yeah, this guy's banged up and he may not go. And, you know, you kind of have those conversations that maybe you would uh, before a district game. But um, in general, I think as coaches, we try to be – we get we get amped up for the big games and, and we get – you know, when there's a huge home crowd, we, we get amped up a little bit more. But I think, you know, you look at the preparation for throughout the week, uh, to me that's when you, you realize, like, I'm going to be really nervous for this game because maybe we didn't have the best week. Or, man, I feel like we're prepared and, and let's just go have fun. And it, it, Does that make sense? Like yeah. It's just a, it, it's kind of how the week goes determines our feeling going into the game. This might be kind of a double-edged sword thing for you, but Coronado played them off their feet last week. That's a team you're going to see in district yeah. now. It's a team you know well. What did you see in that game from those two teams that caught your attention? Yeah, it was good football being played on, on both sides. Uh, but Coronado stands out. They're just – they're – they're very skilled. Um, they, they've got playmakers, both sides of the ball. They've got playmakers everywhere. And so that's what stood out. But uh, I, that game could have gone either way. You know, Coronado scores right there at the end, gets a penalty, and then, and then uh, had a had goal to go again. And anyway, just one of those games, like, it, you you learn from it. You know, I know Coach Mann, those guys, they'll, they'll get better from playing in that game on the road uh, and, and being in that situation. But, no, really good. Both, I mean, to me, that's two programs that, you know, we want to be like we we want to be like those two programs that are making playoff runs, that are winning district championships and things like that. And uh, so it it showed us. You know, it's one of those either way. Like if one team blows out the other, you, you got both of them. We got them both coming up, so it makes you <laughs> makes you scared either way. But we were uh, we weren't surprised by how close of a game it was. I'll put it that way. They're just both really good, really well coached teams. And you just basically describe the game you guys had last week against Abilene Wiley's as well. We were talking, I don't know that I've ever talked to you, I want to make sure I say that right, you might have given up a good chunk of yardage in mm-hmm. the state semifinals last year, but I don't remember ever talking to you after your defense gave up a big, almost 500 yards, gave up some points, but you mentioned came up with some turnovers and a key defensive stop, so this was a a back and forth game yep. for you guys as well that came out in your favor, thirty three to twenty eight down there. Yeah, and, and football has just changed so much, and and we have like we we just believe in playing defense, and we think we're going to win with defense. You, our, you'll you'll hear our defensive guys talk about it a lot. That's something that we say we we win with defense. We play defense around here, and uh, but but football's changed so much that we don't. We don't really chart first downs. We don't chart yardage that much. I mean, yeah, we, we look at it, but it's it's not what, you know, man, what are we going to do? We're giving up too many yards. It's scoreboard. Um, it is some yards per play stuff that we like to look at, but ultimately getting turnovers. And I thought that was a big deal. Week one and week two, we weren't forcing 
turnovers like we, we typically do. And so we got two big turnovers in the first half. And, you know, again, if somebody gets yards in between the 20s and then we get a turnover, shoot, that's great. And then in the second half, uh, we were put in a situation, I think, similar to what we were with Friendship. Um, where it's a game right right down there toward towards the end, we had a lead. Um, Wiley drives it, and then we get a fourth down stop. You know, we we hold them on downs. We go score and take a two score lead. Like I just I thought our team and our defense in particular matured a little bit. They're what they they got to stop when we needed it, uh, first half and second half, and thought thought really contributed to the win. And they don't give you. There's no penetrations or first downs. Right. Right? You don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. You get to actually decided on the field. A lot of people listening may not even know what penetrations uh, are. Yeah. <laughs> um, one reason our, and my box score that we run on my site still does first downs is that's, that's me thinking old school. Yeah. First downs became a yep. important stat if a game was a tie. And for those who don't know, in Texas high school football, you didn't have overtime until late 90s. Yeah, I think that's about right. It's, when I was in school, we had we had overtime, so it's, it wasn't. Right. It was, but it's a fairly. I remember Lubbock Christian lost the state championship game on either first downs or penetrations that ended in a tie. How do you? That's hard to, that's tough. to look at your team and say you should should have given up that last first down. No doubt. Anyway, back to your game. I got off on a tangent there. The, your game seemed like it had guys doing. Everybody contributed. You the offense clicked in running the ball, which is no surprise with you guys. Kyle Ritz returns a kickoff for a touchdown. To run the ball exclusively in the second half, your offensive line had to have stepped up a little bit. So that's a good all-around team win. You, I don't know what film was like, or video. I don't want to say film. That makes me seem old, too. <laughs> what video was like Saturday morning, but I imagine you were able to throw out some bouquets just about every direction. Yeah, there, that, that was what was neat about it. And just the contributions all the way around. And, I mean, and then you add, like, you mentioned special teams, Cal Ritz, Cut Patton was, was money flipping the field too. And just, anyway, in general, it was a team win all the way. And it, it's just like anything else. Like, you feel, you walk off the field on Friday night and kind of like you said, like, okay, offense, especially offensive line, really got after it and you feel good about it. And, man, is, is our defense okay? And But then you go look at the film and it's like, well, maybe the offense wasn't quite as good as it looked. And the same with the defense. You know, maybe if you thought they played bad, it's just always when you watch the tape, it's never as good as you think, never as bad as you think. Right. And so I think, like you just you worded it perfectly, it was just a team win. I think all, all three phases just had a big part of it and uh, contributed. All three phases we got to get better at. But um, team wins like that I think are – really healthy for the for the program that they, they they're starting the buy-in is there and they're they're learning and, and to me that was the deal we want to make sure we learned off of we didn't we didn't finish the friendship game we didn't win that one to me we learned a little bit how to win and that's kind of a similar situation on the road against a really good team so it, all around very positive well, that's a good segue you're a young guy i'm guessing it would keep you a lot younger if you guys won 45 to nothing every week, but team doesn't necessarily get better doing that. Yeah. You guys, three games, you, you had the halftime adjustments or whatever happened at halftime at Dumas, and you played much better. Friendship goes down to the wire. This one goes, especially this season going into this district, how helpful is it to have had 
that three-game stretch and now number two coming to your place for yeah. game four. I think big time. Like they're and, and what we're finding out is we've been putting a whole bunch of situations that you practice. Sometimes it's very brief. You know, you work on your form, what we call four-minute offense where you're trying to run the clock out. Well, you talk to them about, you know, no turnovers, penalties, stay in bounds. You know, those are your three main things. Well, until you really do it, you, you're not going to be great at it. And so we, we've had those situations. We've had two-minute situations. We, you know, it just it, – there there is no uh, substitute for getting game situations that we've gotten, being behind late, being ahead late, all that stuff. So um, – been been really beneficial. You hope it, it pays off down the road. You know, we hope to be in some district games that come down to the wire and maybe maybe having these games will help us. And and then I think the atmosphere too uh, is something and I know we've talked about it before, but you know, we sold this this game was a sellout Sunday. Um, friendship was a sellout, you know, standing room only. We went down to Wiley, it was a huge crowd that they had over there, packed house and that just those atmospheres I think will help us in district as well. Guessing that when people know Lubbock Cooper's coming to town, that's a that's a draw for it. It helps that you've got two district former district opponents, yeah. and then Dumas, you hadn't played them, but you had a little bit of history. You yeah. guys are going to get. We, I've talked to your guys before. You may be a little bit more of an underdog at times this year, but that doesn't mean you don't have the target on your chest, which is a kind of a unique paradox to yeah right. still, still be the hunted, but also knowing you've got to. We're going to have to do sure. stuff as an underdog to keep being successful. Yeah, and, and and that's what you want. I mean, ultimately, you want high expectations, and, and you want that. Um, but but I think you got to learn how to handle it, and um, there is a difference. There's a difference in, in being total underdog that you don't nobody gives you a chance, and, and being the one that everybody's coming after. But we we uh, we play both roles, I think, and we we definitely try to play with a chip on our shoulder and kind of. Kind of, you know, and I, I think our guys do a good job of that. But ultimately, you got to find a, you got to find something that that helps motivate, and I think that's what we try to do. One guy who jumped off the stats, he was our uh, defensive player of the week this week, was uh, Carson Bradshaw. Um, is he cornerback? He's a safety. Safety. Okay. Yeah. I remember talking to him last year and thinking, this guy does not look. Like a varsity football player, yeah. he's, not a, he's not a big dude, but as has been the case with you guys for years, size is not as big a deal as being prepared, fundamentals, and just playing for the brand. I guess. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's just a perfect example um, of what we want. Kid plays hard. He he got his tail ripped from Coach Dard a little bit early in the in the game. A couple pass plays that you know, just some little fundamental stuff. And he's the type of kid that that motivates him, and shoot, he just keeps playing. And he had a great game. Uh, I mean, 20 tackles. You know, a lot of times you look at a safety having 20 tackles, and you go, man, that's bad for your defense. But our but our defense is designed that his position does make a lot of tackles, and that's that's kind of kind of by design. So that was that was really good to see. And he is. He's just a good leader. He's a, a great person, and. Um, I, I think the thing with him that you, you kind of talk about the culture or what you want for the, the brand is he plays hard every single snap. He practices hard. It, everything is full speed. And I think it, it's nice to see him get a little recognition because sometimes those guys may not show up in the stat sheet, which he obviously did this week, but plays hard every single snap, and that's what we love. Well, and you, you guys lost not just great players off defense. You lost some vocal 
right. leader types. And I would think that him and maybe Ty Polite maybe have stepped into that void a little bit and other guys that when they speak in the huddle, everybody listens. Yep, yeah, Carson has done a good job of that. And I, I don't know that it's his nature just to be a, a real vocal leader, but I think he's stepped up and done that a little bit. And um, he he's, the, he's kind of the type that when he says something – he doesn't say something all the time, so when he does, it means something. It matters, and and the guys definitely respond to him. You got so I tried to talk you into having fun this week. Are you going to try to have some fun against the number two team? Oh yeah, it, there, there's nothing better. Uh, one of the there's a phrase that we'll say every now and then when before we go out, like when it's when it's go time, we say there's no place on the earth I'd rather be right now, and that's how it'll be Friday night. It's going to be a fun atmosphere. I think good, healthy competition. You only get 10 of them. You're only guaranteed 10 of them a That's exactly season, right. so you may as well make the most of them. No doubt. That's been Chip Darden, Lubbock Cooper football coach, and this has been the latest edition of the First United Bank Pirate Podcast.